At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Esports Bank Network. And we do have a tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl and we're going to be taking a look at, the, at some college basketball for Thursday this hour. As Anthony DeBundo does great work over at, over at Action Network, he's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be starting out with a little bit of Super Bowl. We're going to finish up with some college basketball. As we're going to lead off the hour with a little college basketball as well. So we're sort of going... And doing a tic-tac-toe style. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. And we're going to be trying to get you guys just as much money made as humanly possible. Both this weekend and on Thursday as well. Because the biggest issue that I have with the Super Bowl is that it's not played on Thursday. It is played on Sunday. Which means that we have to find some sweats for Thursday. And we've got a great cast of characters behind the scenes that always do amazing work of being able to help out this show. We actually got our normal technical director, Nick, doing great work with all the all everything that's going down here at VSIN for our radio row coverage. So it's Jeremy who is filling the shoes of him tonight and doing a terrific job. I saw Jeremy walking in with his Chicago Bears hat. For those that know me, you know I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and all I could think was, at the very least, his quarterback is not going through a darkness retreat right now. So <laughs> at the very least, he's got the leg up on me on that. So. We shall see what happens on that front. It's certainly a case of which we are going to be getting more answers probably sooner to the NFL draft, and that is going to be a whole nother season once we get done with the Super Bowl and once we're able to cash a bunch of big tickets on the big game. We've also got every single hour here at VEASAN up on VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You're able to take a look at the VEASAN Best Bets feed, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, list goes on and on. And it's for every show. Whether you like the Greg Peterson experience, follow the money, a numbers game, VEASAN Prime Time, you're able to go down the list. Sean is our man in charge of posting up all those hours. We are now on Sports Map Radio as well, which great to be aboard with those fine folks. We have a brand new audience. Hopefully you're enjoying the Greg Peterson experience. And the reason why hearing everything so crisp and clean is our good friend Taylor, our audio engineer. And then you've got my wonderful producer, Jason, who does an amazing job setting up all these guest interviews and keeping me in line, which not an easy job to say the least. And yet he does it very, very well. Now, what we're going to be looking to do is take a look at the college basketball board and try to find some winners. 
I can tell you right now, he gave out Florida in terms of a DK and H pick for Thursday, or for Wednesday, I should say. Might as well have been for Thursday because they had a, as good of a chance of being able to cover on Thursday as they did for Wednesday because, man, they had absolutely nothing in the tank, Alabama. They were able to get the job done very, very easily. So instead, we're going to look to go to something that has been a very tried and true this year, and that is fading Gonzaga. 801-802 on the bidding board. It is San Francisco hitting the road face off against Gonzaga. And Gonzaga is a 14-point favorite in your total. It has come down, opened up at 157, and now it's between 154.5 and 155.5. And I don't know why move made on this. Why is it the total? Like, how do we have Gonzaga still as a 14-point favorite, but we're going to shade down the total? Like, seriously. This Gonzaga team has not been any good whatsoever against the spread. They have been not playing any sort of defense at all. I recognize that the first time around it was a game that was 77 to 75, but there were over 80 points scored in the first half. Things got a little bit haywire late because you did see San Francisco actually lose the turnover battle by 11. And that is a trepidation that you do have. If you are a backer of San Francisco in this spot, they are about 300th in the country in terms of turnovers on a per possession basis. But looked into this and I feel a little bit better about it because San Francisco Last three games, averaging about 12.3 turnovers per game. A total of 37 turnovers in those last three contests. Maybe they will clean things up just a tad on that front. And just take a look at this Gonzaga team. And you've got Drew Timmy doing a very solid job down low on offense. Drew Timmy is one of the best offensive big men in all of college basketball. I don't think that there's much debate about that. 21.5 points, 7.5 boards, 3.4 assists per game. And I don't think that there's any debate either that he leaves a whole heck of a lot of something to be desired on defense because you take a look at this Gonzaga defense. When they are at home, they allow opponents to shoot 51.6% from two-point range. That ranks out of 363 D1 teams, 285th. How do you have a guy like Drew Timmy down low in your 285th at home and opponent's two-point shooting percentage? It's just not great to say the least. You've got a San Francisco team that overall they shoot right around 36% from three-point range. Khalil Shabazz along with Tyrell Gross Roberts are a pair of guys who are able to give you 15 plus points per game. You've got Zane Meeks who comes in from Nevada. He's been able to do a solid job being able to lend the team about 12 points, six boards. He's able to pop some threes as well. And then for Gonzaga, I mean, the offense is there. You've got a team that ranks number one in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis in their home games. Julian Strother gives you 14 points. She's nearly 40% from three. Regier Bolton, she's 40% from three. You could use a little bit more out of guys like a Hunter Salas. They haven't necessarily been able to get a lot out of their reserves. So Malachi Smith has been relatively solid since coming over from Chattanooga. But I just take a look at this circumstance with Gonzaga. They were trailing by 10 at the half. Last time they played against San Francisco, they win that game by two. And if you take a look at this Gonzaga team, they've got eight wins within the conference. They have been tied or trailing in the, in the final 90 seconds of three of those games, and they have allowed at least 74 points in nine out of their last 12 games against D1 competition. I do not want to be laying 14 points with Gonzaga. No thank you at all. I set my line at 9.5. I am going to be taking the points with San Francisco. That is going to be my write-up. And in terms of the total, I think it's going in the wrong way. I set my total at a 157-ish. I mean, I thought that at 157, it was honestly a pretty good number. Now we're seeing a good downward, so I'm also going to be taking a look at this total over to go along with the points with the Dons of San Francisco. That is going to be the write-up. Let's take a look at another fascinating game for this Thursday because I take a look at Cal, and they are the exact opposite of our good friends at, at Gonzaga. Actually, they're still playing bad defense, but their offense is the exact opposite. Let's go 837-838 on the betting board. Arizona, it's a road face-off against Cal. Cal is between an 18.5 to a 19-point underdog. And your total on this game is 141.5. I think that you're starting to miss the boat a little bit on this Arizona line, if you like it, because this opened up at 18. I thought that that was solid value. I set Arizona as an 18.5-point road favorite, which in conference play, setting a power conference team as an 18.5-point road favorite is just absolutely insane. But with this Cal bunch, I'm not even kidding when I say this. They have not scored 50 points in a game in their last four contests. Been absolute sadness with this team on offense. They lose their top score in Devin Askew for the remainder of the season. He was averaging about 15 points per game. I will say the Cal offense 
when he was off the floor, when you had DeJuan Clayton on the floor, they actually weren't a terrible team. It almost felt like it was addition by subtraction, but you've been dealing with DeJuan Clayton being in and out of the fold all season long. He's played in seven games, so that's been a big, giant bugaboo for a Cal team that you know exactly what you're going to get from Cal. And it's not going to be any fun to watch. How Mark Fox currently has a job, I really do not know because this is a Cal team that among your 363 D1 teams in terms of total possessions frame, 351st. And in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, the fact that they play slow, it really masks how absolutely terrible this defense is as well because they're a bottom 50 team too. In terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Meanwhile, you take a look at Arizona and when you think Arizona, you don't necessarily think of tremendous defense, but if you take a look at this bunch, ever since the calendar flipped to 2023, they've been a top 25 team in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis in this calendar year of 2023. They've really been able to do a nice job of being able to ramp things up, and there's absolutely nobody on this Cal team that's going to be able to match up with the duo that you've got down low. Umar Ballo along with Azulis Tabellas. They're one of just two duos. In all of college basketball, in which you get nine plus rebounds per game out of both of them. The other one actually resides with Long Beach State. You've got Abadur and Lusani Treyer that both give you nine plus rebounds per game. If time allows, I'll try to hit that game a little bit later because they're going to be facing up against the Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara. And I think that Santa Barbara should be the favorite in that game. But that's a game back to Cal versus Arizona. With this Arizona bunch, they've got that absolutely tremendous play down low to Bellis able to shoot 41% from three-point range, but Arizona certainly has been turning over a little bit of a new leaf with regards to their defense. Here at 18 after 19, it is getting a little bit lofty because you do have a guy in Kirk Carissa that turns the ball over three times per game. Kirk Carissa, along with Courtney Ramey, both combined to shoot about 38, 39% from three-point range, about 23 points per game out of all of them. They now have Pelle Larson, who is a former Pac-12 sixth man of the year, coming in off the bench. I think that that's a natural position for him. I do like what Arizona is doing. With Arizona, set them as an 18 and a half point favorite. Was willing to lay the opener of 18. I think we've got a little bit too far here, but also set my total at 140 and a half. Arizona's playing some solid defense. Cal, they just aren't giving you any sort of offense. I don't think that Cal is going to be able to do their part on this total, so I'm going to be looking at the under. And at 18 and a half, it's a little bit more of a say way here. If we can get back down to 18, certainly if I had to play on Arizona. And when it comes to the Pac 12, I think this one is interesting, 835-836 on the board. It is USC, and they are going to be on the road facing off against Oregon. Oregon opened up in most places, a 3.5 point favorite. Now we're seeing this at 4 with your total between 142.5 and 143. With USC, I'm willing to take the 4 with them. It's an Oregon team that they still rank in the bottom 80 nationally in terms of 3-point shooting percentage of Will Richardson, who prior to this year never had more than 2.5 turnovers per game. He's had to do quite a bit more because... It is a little bit of a diminished bunch here with Oregon. 3.4 turnovers per game. Oregon has not been good at taking care of the ball. And you've got a USC team that ranks in the top 15 nationally in terms of opponents, two-point shooting percentage. And with this bunch in Oregon, Infali Dante is the only guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game. So I do think that it's a little bit of a overvalued number. I recognize USC has been able to do better on offense, but I think their defense puts the clamps down. I'm looking at the under semi-total 137. I made USC a three-point dog, so take a look at the points. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl with our good friend Anthony DeBundo of Action Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The big game means big coverage from VSIN. The starting lineup of the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi, a former NFL MGM. He's going to have pregame insights that you do not want to miss. Special editions of Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, and a numbers game with Gil Alexander will tackle last second line moves and dive deeper into props. Legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is going to tell you how he's betting the big game on Countdown Kickoff. The big game starts Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. All the coverage right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, guys. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As far as I know, I'm going to be in my normal time slot here after the Super Bowl, taking a look at a little bit of everything. So have no fear. There's going to be no real adjustments really to the earlier or later side of things here, but we have to make a little bit of an adjustment right now because I was seizing that we were going to have Anthony DeBundo of Action Network coming on to talk some Super Bowl, but I think we've got to talk to Anthony about what we just saw. And Anthony, I do appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. But I mean, my goodness, we get a just bombshell at 1 a.m. that Kevin Durant has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Four first-round picks. What do you make out of this? Because I thought that we might see a little bit of movement with the Nets. I didn't think that we were going to be getting the Suns in on this, though. Yeah, you know, NBA, you know, you and I, I think, are in agreement. Like, it's not our first love, but you can't deny the drama. I mean, night in and night out, NBA regular season basketball is, is not the most exciting product in the world, in my view. But between the trades and the constant drama, I mean, the league rarely disappoints from that front. And yeah. I mean, the trade deadline's tomorrow. And, you know, when Kyrie got traded on Sunday to Denver or to Dallas, rather, the first thought was there's no way KD's just going to ride out this season in Brooklyn now that, you know, Ben Simmons is playing poorly. Uh, they, they don't have the second star. They don't play enough defense. Like there's too many holes and Kevin Durant's too old to just sit around and waste a year where he's still in his prime. Uh, so, you know, Phoenix makes a lot of sense. It's going to be fun to watch with Booker and, and Aiton. You know, they did give away a lot, though. A lot of their four you know, first round pieces. picks. But when you're talking about Kevin Durant, I mean, it's it's a stars league, right? So, uh, you know, credit to Phoenix for making the move. You know, I've I've been very critical of Phoenix, you know, just watching the way they were constructed and, and saying, you know, the finals they made a couple years ago was kind of soft because everybody got hurt, played them. And then last year, of course, the choke in game seven at home. But, I mean, now there's no excuse. The Warriors are down. You know, who knows about the Nuggets, but I mean, the, the Suns have to be the favorite to win the West. This- 
and with the Brooklyn Nets as well, because we saw them try to trade for Kevin Garnett and all that. They've went 0 for 2 on trying to trade for big threes, and this has to be one of the most disappointing stretches for a franchise ever that has went all in because they went all in twice, and they're now all out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of luck sometimes. You know, that that team that lost to the Bucks in the in the one year when oh, Katie's toenail was like over the line by you know because he wears a, a shoe size too big while James Harden was playing injured and Kyrie missed half the series. I mean, that's a whole different situation if James, Kyrie, and and Kevin are all healthy. I think they win the finals. Uh, but you know, the Bucks get the one break. They get to, they get to the finals and they win. I mean, the, the margins are so small in in these in these teams, and it, and it makes the league more fun when there's not you know one super team. Uh, so I you know it is it is interesting and and unfortunate for the Nets, but sometimes you gamble and you lose. You know, the Rams like they made the big gamble to go get all the stars in football. They won. Like we've seen the Warriors kind of grow more organically, but you know the Nets uh, nothing to show for. Not even a finals appearance. I was kind of hoping we'd get one because I love Kevin Durant and and. Uh, at least Kyrie on the court is a fun player to watch, despite his off-the-court antics. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to see that, unfortunately. And if you're taking a look at the futures market right now in DraftKings, the Phoenix Suns are now 5-1 to one to win the title. They are the number two betting favorite on the board, and the, Fe- and the Brooklyn Nets are 60-1. to one. They should probably be at this point 600-1, to one, and I don't think that they would, even at that point, be fielding flies. In terms of a bet on them, I do not see anything really good happening for the Brooklyn Nets here moving forward. Now let's dive into the Super Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit more about this Kevin Durant trade in the final segment of our number two here on the Greg Peterson Experience because I mean, this is late-breaking drama. I typically don't get a lot of it in this time slot, so I am going to soak it up as much as humanly possible. But that said, we've got a big game to take a look at between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And... How have you been taking a look at this game? Because I thought when this matchup was set that Sunday about a week and a half ago that it's like, man, I'll probably go be going back and forth on this game. But, I mean, I just really have the same perspective on this game that I did about a week and a half ago. It's just a case where I do want to be seeing a little bit more in terms of the status of both of these quarterbacks, just making sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. But I just lean towards being able to get plus money with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And I think that that is a very good spot to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I think it's very interesting because the entire discussion in the last two weeks since the AFC Championship has been the health of Mahomes. And and for good reason. I mean, he looked hobbled at the end. He was not 100%. Obviously, he still had a great game and still ended up, you know, winning the AFC on one leg, basically, against a, a good Bengals team. But I think the discussion that has not been talked about enough is Jalen Hurts. Now, we saw a little bit of grimacing if he took a couple big hits against the 49ers, but I'll make the case that he has not been healthy since coming back from injury. Uh, They rushed him back to get that one seed. Three games he's played now against the Giants, the Giants again, and then against the 49ers. He had a negative completion percentage overexpected in all three games. Two of them were two of his three worst games of the entire season. So Hurts has not been right for the better part of a month now. And I'm not sure he's going to be right in the Super Bowl. And I think his shoulder injury is a bigger problem than Mahomes on the ankle because we know what Mahomes' injury is. We know what he can do despite having it. We have not seen Hurts be an effective passer. They haven't had to be. I mean, the defense is dominated. The run game is dominated. I think they're going to need to pass a lot more to keep up with the Chiefs and Mahomes in this matchup. Also, you know, the Eagles' pass rush has been the other big point of discussion. I think they can definitely, uh, you know, get after Mahomes. But Mahomes is the best quarterback under pressure. Kansas City has the best pass block win rate. Like, they match up pretty well with this Eagles secondary, too, when you consider that, you know, the Eagles, when they've played elite quarterbacks in the last two years under Jonathan Gannon, they just have not been uh, as effective. The pocket passers have picked apart the zones. Um, They've taken advantage of some of the passiveness uh, that, that Gannon has showed at times. And you've seen it. I mean, Prescott put up 40. Rodgers went out of the game, but he put up 33. Jared Goff, 35. So the top offenses that he, that they've faced, they've been few this year, have scored. And so I think the Eagles have to be able to score with them. I just don't know, you know, can Hurts accurately throw the ball down the field? Because that's going to be the key. Spagnuolo is not going to let the Eagles run all over them. 
He's going to force Hurts to beat them, I think. And then the Super Bowl comes down to whether or not he can outduel Pat Mahomes. And as much as I like Jalen Hurts, uh, I think Pat Mahomes as an underdog is undervalued. And I think the total is a touch low as well. Yeah, but you just mentioned it. It feels like, in your opinion, that the total is a touch low. How are you playing the total? And does that correlate in terms of perhaps taking a few overs in terms of player props and or a few more anytime touchdowns than you would in a normal Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, it is the Super Bowl, right? So you got to have some props. You know, that's part of the fun. You know, I'll probably have like a little spreadsheet open with all of my picks. Uh, I fired on some Jody Fortson, 13 to 1, anytime touchdown. Uh, some some of my colleagues at, at Action mentioned this and and talked about it. I expect the Chiefs to go a little heavier, so more tight ends usage to try to uh, chip the pass rushers and create some mismatches. Eagles are a little bit of a smaller defense, so you can maybe uh, use your size to your advantage. So yeah, Fortson has been getting a lot of red zone targets. Uh, I do like the over, 50 and a half, 51. Uh, I'm seeing some 51s now. I wouldn't play 51, but 50 and a half is good. Uh, I bet that a couple of days ago. And then, yeah, I took the Chiefs. Any dog price on the Chiefs. One interesting thing, though, I think I like the plus one and a half. Uh, if the Eagles were to score late, down seven, I think Nick Sirianni goes for two. Uh, it's been what they've done all year. They've been very aggressive. They have a great short line yardage group, of course, with Hertz's legs. And the, and the sneak plays that they use, uh, I would I would expect Sirianni to be very aggressive in those situations. So that one point doesn't seem like a lot, uh, but it could very well matter with these two very aggressive teams going for two and and passing up extra points. So yeah, Fort's in any time. Uh, Kenny Gainwell is a good matchup here, I think. Um, they've been phasing out Miles Sanders, so I would look towards maybe some Kenny Gainwell props. But um, Chiefs Chiefs running backs over receptions, I think they're going to make a big part of the game. It's going to be screens and dump offs and, and whatnot and trying to get away from this pass rush. And here's a question for you in about 30 seconds. How much do you make that one point worth in terms of being able to get one at? Because we're seeing a lot of money lines between minus 120 and minus 125, and I do think that is of significance. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on what side you're playing, of course. Um, you know, the Eagles, the Chiefs money line, if you can avoid paying the big, you know, if you're getting 15 to 20 cents on that point, it's probably worth it to just take the money line. But you're, you're seeing some books that are doing like minus 110 and then, you know, minus 105 money line. I would take the plus one and a half. I do think that that's a good way to take a look at it. And coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Anthony DeBundo of Action Network. And we're going to take a look at some college basketball for Thursday and some features here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bay Network. Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This Sunday is going to be the last Sunday of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. And if your numbers on the square match up with the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use for full terms and conditions are available at BetRiversSquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Anthony Dubundo. Does great work over at Action Network. Taking a look at a wide variety of things. The NFL, college basketball, soccer, you name it, he does it. And Anthony, we're in lockstep in a play that you like in terms of the futures board in college basketball. I personally am not much of a futures guy, but... If I were to be taking a look at the futures market right now, I'd be looking at some of these teams that perhaps we're seeing some upside with them, teams that were highly ranked coming into the year. They've come down, but now they're starting to reemerge. And I feel like you have found that with Creighton. Take me through what you do like with this team and what you fired in on them at. Yeah, so, you know, Creighton is a team I've been on kind of since the offseason, really. Uh, you know, with it, when, once they got Shireman, I hopped in on them to win the national title. I thought that that was a misprice. Uh, you could have found them as, as high as 66 to one. But remember, they started six and zero. Everybody was like, oh, Creighton, Creighton, Creighton. Kalkbrenner went out. He got sick. He came back. He wasn't healthy. Uh, he wasn't right. And they lost six in a row. They were six and six. People were making NIT jokes. And you could have got Creighton again at like 70, 80 to one. But here's the thing. They have no depth. So if they get anybody injured or if Kalkbrenner, you know, like when he was out, they had no way to fade that. Like they can't really sustain a major injury here. So that is the risk. But if they're able to keep their six to seven guys healthy 
and firing, they are a top seven or eight team in the whole country. They're plus 410 to win the Big East right now, the regular season. They are one game behind uh, Xavier at the top of the league in terms of losses. Xavier doesn't have Fremantle right now. Uh, Creighton also, their two toughest games left on the schedule are UConn and Marquette. They're going to get both of them at home. So I think it's a huge advantage. Uh, They have a great home court there in Omaha. And Xavier, who is ahead of them, still has some tough trips left. They still go to Providence. Uh, and they still go to Marquette. So I think they're going to drop games, especially without Fremantle. So you can also find Creighton plus 410 right now to win the Big East. I think it's a good uh, good value bet with Xavier expecting to drop games, Creighton getting their two toughest games at home. And remember, uh, since that losing streak, so since they fell to 6-6, six and six, if you pull up the Bart Torvik efficiency numbers, they are the number four team in the entire country. Only Alabama, St. Mary's, and Tennessee Tennessee, I have major doubts about, uh, is higher than them. So this is a Creighton team that's running through a really hard conference. They just had an extremely impressive road win at Seton Hall tonight uh, by double digits, pulled away late. Uh, and I think that they're really playing like a top five, six, seven, eight team. And so at 35 to one, I still think there's value left in that national title number. Again, like one injury sinks them, but they're certainly looking like a team that, that, that people thought they might be at the beginning of the season. And in a wide open year in college basketball, I think that oh, these yeah. are the teams that you do want to be taking a look at because I just take a look at things. And with regards to betting on futures in college basketball, I do think that you do want to be taking a look at more of these higher plus price teams just because with a lot of these teams that are maybe out of a shorter number, I recognize that Houston and Alabama looked absolutely tremendous on Wednesday, but it just feels like the wrong matchup could doom you and putting yourself on some of these bigger numbers as well. If you're a little bit of someone that likes to hedge, it's very good for that as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like to have two, three, four tickets max. You know, you don't want to go too crazy and have, you know, five to eight, you know, tickets where you're, you're going to end up kind of just donating money, even if you do hit one. Uh, and last year I only ended up going in with three. I was, I think I was a year early on UConn. I had them hundred to one. They lost in the first round. Kentucky, I felt great about, but ended up getting Kansas to the window. So really, it, you know, you want to have three or four teams. I'm not a big fan of taking like the 150 to one long shot that hope you make the second weekend team. Like they need to show me that they can really be a title contender. And so far, the two teams that I've kind of uh, settled on for that were Creighton and TCU. Uh, TCU, of course, losing Mike Miles. They're probably done uh, at this point unless they get, you know, hot in March. But uh, I think Creighton is the team that I felt all year as the horses, and is that a good number? Yep, that Mike Miles injury, to your point with TCU, man. You feel for the kid, and you feel for that TCU program, because if they have him back out there, that's a team that could be a force. Without him, it's very clear that they aren't up to stuff, especially out there in the Big 12. Now let's take a look at a little bit for Thursday, because I know that we got a few plays on the board, and I absolutely love myself a little bit of Ohio Valley Conference action. More Ed State. Going to be in the road. They're going to be going up against a Little Rock. Little Rock between a two to a two and a half point underdog. Total on this game is between 143 and a half and 144. This is a total that has come down. Morehead State is pretty much the only team in the conference that doesn't play at warp speed because the Ohio Valley Conference, they no longer have Belmont. They no longer have Murray State as well. So very much a diminished conference. But what do you take a look at in this game? Because I thought it was very fascinating. First time around, these two teams played a close nip and tuck four point game that Morehead State pulled out on their home floor. Yeah, I, I actually like Little Rock here. They've been one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, defensively, they have major flaws without a doubt, but they're not quite as bad as the numbers suggest. I mean, they are allowing teams to shoot 40% uh, from three against them. Uh, that is astronomically high. And the thing about, you know, this Morehead team, they've run really well, but they're not a great shooting team. Their offense is uh, pretty mediocre as well. They're not a great shooting team on paper, I should say, but they've shot 40% from three in the conference. So this is a team that comes into the season with pretty middling shooting projections, and then in conference play has shot way above what you'd expect. Now they're facing a defense that has performed way below what you'd expect. This is a classic, like, you know, buy low, sell high spot, a revenge angle too. Uh, that game was a coin flip down to the wire uh, at Moorhead. Now they come home catching two and a half points. A little bit steep for me. I like Little Rock at home. It's not the best slate tomorrow night in my view. Uh, but yeah, Little Rock at home, uh, getting revenge. 
catching some points. They're, they're, they're really bad. I'm not going to pretend that they're not, uh, but uh, Moorhead State is a road favorite, tough spot. Marion Gardner is one of the more versatile and underrated players in the country, by the way. He, for Little Rock, has been able to give the team right around 13 and a half points, nine and a half boards, shoots 40% from three. He can take over a game at any time. Problem for Little Rock, finding guys to be able to go along with them. They're going to need someone like a D'Antoni Gordon, who comes in from Wichita State, to be able to help them out on that front end. This is a game that I know that you like the opener on Stanford on. Do you like Stanford now that they're between a three to a three and a half point favorite against Arizona State? Because with Stanford, I mean, they open up as a slight favorite. We've seen them get steamed up and not something that we see very often. Stanford getting steamed up and for Arizona State, it's been a relatively tough stretch for them recently. You know, I'll tell you what, everybody was counting out uh, Jared Haza over there at, uh, at Stanford. He should not be reason, employed by them right now. Yeah, for, for good reason. I mean, you know, they, they started 0-7 in the Pac-12. But I'll tell you what, the market likes this team. And I kind of do too. And if you look at it, I know you have Justin Perry on all the time from shot quality. You look at some of their shot quality numbers, and you, you can squint and make the case that they're actually an undervalued team. And the market says so too, though. Every time I look at a Stanford game, and I hadn't even looked, um, I just saw, you, you know, you just mentioned the market steam. I mean, Stanford, I remember I bet them against Utah. They opened as a pick, closed minus three and a half. They took a ton of money against Washington when they went to Washington. Didn't cover that spread either. They took a ton of money against Oregon at home and then actually beat Oregon. Uh, and they took a bunch of money against Utah last week, too, and beat them outright uh, before getting spanked against Colorado in a, in a pretty tough spot. That, that back-to-back road trip is pretty tough. But now they come back home, and I have to wonder what's going on with Arizona State because they look like they have mailed it in. Uh, they have pulled in some really bad performances. Uh, they got hammered at Washington State. Uh, really lifeless against Washington. Like I, th- this is a team that's kind of teetering for me. Uh, it's a lot of transfers that came in, and you start to wonder, you know, at this point in the season where they don't really like the at-large case is pretty much not there. Are they just kind of getting ready for the conference tournament and trying to figure some things out? So it is a tricky road spot for uh, the Sun Devils. But like you said, th- this market has moved quite a bit. Uh, at three, three and a half, I would probably stay away now, or uh, you know, maybe use it as like a money line parlay piece with. Uh, another bigger favorite if you don't want to lay the points because I had not seen that it got steamed up that high. And we've got one other thing here because I know that you do a great job on the EPL front as well. And while the big game is on Sunday, we also have some EPL action. I know that you've got to play for Sunday. Take me through what you're taking a look at on the EPL slate for Sunday. Yeah, the All-American team uh, leads. They just fired their American manager, Jesse Marsh, on Monday. They started three Americans in the midfield today. Uh, they actually played Man United on Wednesday. It's a rare, weird scheduling circumstance, a rescheduled match. They played Man United today. They were plus one on the road. They got a 2-2 draw. Now they go to Leeds to play them again. Uh, they're going to play at Leeds on Sunday. I still think Man United's overvalued in the market here. They're minus 115 on the money line. I like Leeds plus a half, which is essentially to win or draw. United has a couple of key injuries and suspensions in their midfield, and uh, it really showed today they were unable to really keep control of the game and and uh, you know possess the ball and avoid the, the hectic nature that Leeds wants to play. So Leeds can uh, make this a game. Absolutely. And Anthony does amazing work over at Action Network on so many fronts. Always great to get him aboard on the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, impromptu segment, Kevin Durant gets traded, and I've got my analysis of that next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you bet on the big game, check out VSN's big game betting guide. As the guide is going to give you everything that you need from favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VSN shows and guests. Also, find out how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game. To get the guide and all that Visa has to offer, become a Visa Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. I had one or two props in that guide. Hopefully, I'll have a few more up at vsin.com slash picks. Just haven't been able to settle on a whole heck of a lot. I'm waiting for some of these numbers to get steamed because I am on the under for the game. That's in the guide in terms of my official final score that I have picked for the game. And I'm going to try to correlate that with some unders. Hopefully we can get some good value before we're able to get those all fired in. So be on the lookout for those within the next few days. And we always have to be on the lookout for breaking news. And when I came onto the show tonight, I did not think that Kevin Durant was going to get traded. This happened about 40, 45 minutes ago, give or take Shams comes on and I see him on the, on the tweet machine saying that Kevin Durant had been traded. I actually behind the curtain, I had just done my segment, taking a look at my DK nation pick of fading Gonzaga and everything like that. We're in break. Our wonderful technical director, Jeremy comes in and says, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix suns. And I literally, I mean, how dare I question the wonderful Jeremy? I was just like, no way. Well, is this just a rumor? I look and yep. Sure enough, if you're on VEASAN.com listening, uh, uh, I should say if you're watching on YouTube TV, because if you're watching on YouTube TV, you're also listening on YouTube TV if you have audio as well. But you see the tweet up there that the package is Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and four, count them, four first-round picks for Kevin Durant. I mean, my goodness. It is just a complete haul that the Suns, have given away, and you take a look at the depth chart for the Phoenix Suns right now, and I'm not even kidding when I pull it up, and right now, ESPN is out of sorts, because right now it's got listed Josh Okoji, Landry Shamit, and Cameron Payne. That is all that is listed right now. So, this is a Phoenix Suns team that is very fascinating. Obviously, you're going to have Devin Booker in the fold for this team, DeAndre Aiden, what have you, but let's take a look at this from just a little bit of an interesting perspective in that you just don't have a lot for this team. I know that Jock Landale is someone that's been able to come on, but if the Phoenix Suns were a dining establishment, they'd be five guys because that's all they've got. They've got five guys. If anyone gets injured, and we know that Chris Paul has had an injury issue, we know that Devin Booker has been getting a little bit banged up. We know that Kevin Durant has his injury concerns. This team is toast. This team is absolutely toast. Right now, I'm seeing them on the futures board at plus 550. And, oh, yeah. I mean, if the Phoenix Suns can figure it all out, they certainly do have quite a bit of upside. That's something that I don't want to touch with a 20-foot pole. You just can't count on them being healthy. And on top of that, when it comes to the NBA, we saw this with the Brooklyn Nets. Being able to build chemistry takes some time. 
I mean, in season number one for the Miami Heat, they were unable to win a title. And out of the last few NBA championships, we have not really seen these teams that have made these midseason acquisitions really be able to win a championship. Now, you can add pieces along the way. Like, I am someone from the great state of Wisconsin. When the Bucks were able to get rid of Drew Bledsoe, or not Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe, they were able to ascend from there. They were able to get him out of the fold. They were able to bring in Drew Holiday, and from there, they were able to win a title. But that's more or less a number three, number four, nice piece to be able to help out. It's not one of these big blockbuster stars like we're seeing with Kevin Durant, like we saw with Kyrie Irving, who's now the running mate of one Luka Doncic. And I can't say that I'm necessarily too surprised by the move, but you just take a look at these recent title winners. The Golden State Warriors last year, they were able to pick up Andrew Wiggins before the year. Once again, a nice ancillary piece to be able to help out a relatively solid team. I mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks. You've got the Los Angeles Lakers, and they acquired Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but they had multiple years to be able to sort of gel together. The one example that you were able to find of a rental was the Toronto the Toronto Raptors from a couple years ago, bringing a Kawhi Leonard. That worked like a charm, but once again, they were there for the entirety of a year. Chemistry still matters in basketball, and I don't say the NBA, I say basketball, because it doesn't matter if it's your son and or daughter's AAU team. It doesn't matter if it's college basketball. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA. It doesn't matter if it's your buddies at the YMCA. You need to have chemistry to be able to win in basketball, and I'm not sure if these guys are going to be able to have it. I'm not sure what you're going to be able to get in terms of rotation for the Phoenix Suns outside of your main starting five. Like, this is going to be a team that's going to be rock solid on offense. This defense is going to make Casper the friendly ghost blush. I don't think you're going to be getting any of it from this team. And plus, you've got nobody that comes in off the bench. We were talking about it with our good friend Anthony DeBundo in terms of college basketball futures. He likes Creighton, and I do think that Creighton has a lot of upside. Like, Creighton at 35-1 to is a nice look, but you know that you're rolling the dice with a team like Creighton that has a really good starting five and nothing behind it. You don't want to be taking plus 550 with these teams. You want to be taking 25-1. to You want to be taking 30, 35-1, to where it's like, all right, we need to be able to just have these teams be able to stay healthy. We need all these guys to be able to fire all cylinders, be able to mesh, and you know what? That's worth a little bit of a long shot. With the Phoenix Suns, plus 550, it just does not fit the criteria. Now, it is a Western Conference that, as we know, it is completely wide open. The Golden State Warriors can't win a game on the road to save their lives. With the Phoenix Suns, they were able to knock off, ironically enough, the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. So I guess we maybe should have seen this trade coming a little bit more. And if you're looking for just something for Thursday, I can't think that Kevin Durant is going to be back for the game against the Atlanta Hawks. If you're still seeing this game up on the board, the Atlanta Hawks being a four and a half point favorite, you might want to take advantage of this because, well, the Phoenix Suns are going to have not much of anything out there. Like I just pulled up DraftKings and I think that the uh, game spread is currently off the board because I am not seeing it right now. And rightfully so, because with the Phoenix Suns, what are you going to be able to get in terms of game for Thursday? I have absolutely no idea. So that's not too terrific. I think that you could be in it for a nice little fade spot there. I can't think that you're going to have Kevin Durant be able to lace him up until probably the weekend. So that's a little bit helpful if you're taking a look at something from a game-to-game perspective. But, man, I just think that the Phoenix Suns have given up a little bit too much in this spot. They're going to have absolutely nothing coming in off the bench. And you sort of knew that things were going straight down the pooper when it came for the Brooklyn Nets when they had to trade away Kyrie Irving, and I asked this to Anthony, is this one of the most disappointing things that we've ever seen in the NBA? Because the the Brooklyn Nets forget about just everything that we've seen the last few years. They did this again with Kevin Garnett and company. So they tried acquiring two Gavins. They tried to be able to build a big three twice. It never worked out either time. I mean, you give the Nets a little bit of a participation trophy and a ribbon for trying, but a ribbon for trying is not an NBA title. It is not a trophy. And man, just, you, it's why in the NBA, you need to do a good job of drafting and being able to develop talent. Because other than Nicholas Claxton, 
the Brooklyn Nets have not necessarily done a lot of it. And all these champions that we've been seeing in recent years, they have done a rock-solid job of it. Even that one example of the one-year rental of Kawhi Leonard for the Toronto Raptors, you still had Lowry in the fold for a very long time. You still had Pascal Siakam be able to develop his game. Like someone like a Fred Van Vliet, he wasn't as prevalent with that team, but he was still a nice little role piece for them. The Milwaukee Bucks, they trade for one ancillary piece in Holiday to be able to help them out, but mostly guys that they drafted. The LA Lakers, they acquired LeBron James, they acquired Anthony Davis. That's why he's a little bit of an exception to the rule, but once again, those are guys that they played together for multiple years before they were able to make their run. Chemistry still matters in the NBA. These guys trying to get online with Kevin Durant, trying to find just any semblance of a bench whatsoever, I think it's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. And with the Brooklyn Nets, the, shall we say, under-the-radar team in terms of all this because we're all buzzing about the Phoenix Suns, like I said, plus 550 currently at DraftKings for them to be able to win the title. I'm sure that this is a number that's going to be moving as the show goes along, but now they're at 60-1. to 1. I don't think that I would take 260-1 to 1 with them, but that leads us into a little bit of a pro tip, vcin.com slash subscribe. We're able to sort these, all of these by show and by sport. And when it comes to any trade deadline, be scouring Twitter, taking a look for as much information as humanly possible. And if a number has not moved in the futures market, that's a nice little bit of a buy point. I'm not sure if there were any books out there that was hanging a little bit of a bad number on the Suns, but could have extracted a lot of value. And we're going to look to extract some value from the college basketball betting board for Thursday next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.